0: Family, this is Matt, and joining me today is Hope. You guys know
1: Hope Osedo; he's one of our life group leaders, one of our family group leaders. How you doing, Hope? How you been this week? I'm doing good, man. Like I'm so excited for just to be here; it's an honor. And like exams week, oh my goodness, like, it's <laughs> a struggle. But I'm I'm just glad to be able to just be on here.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you. So Hope's joining us in the conversation. This week is we're continuing our study in the book of Acts. As you guys know, uh, last several weeks, uh, we've been studying the book of Acts. as in this new series, and we're just calling the series Church, because that's what it is. We're studying uh, the New Testament church, the, the early days of that early church in the book of Acts to learn and what, what it can teach us about God and God's heart, what we can learn about community. So we've been talking about that. And so last week, we we talked about Uh, the preaching of the gospel in Acts chapter 2 and and how people responded to the gospel as 3,000 people joined the church there on the day of Pentecost. Uh, And the life groups this week, we talked about, man, what that community looked like, what they did together, how they fellowshiped, how they worshiped, how they did discipleship, those kind of things. And so this week we're talking about, man, what it means to engage the culture. How did the early church uh, engage with their culture? What does it mean for us to engage with our culture? Before we jump into it, man,
1: what comes to mind when you just hear the word culture? What's the word culture mean to you? For me, like, when I think about culture, I like to think of, like, your environment, like what surrounds you. Like, for instance, like, oh, like, oh, that's your favorite basketball team, like the Memphis Grizzlies, as we just, like, we live in Memphis, so why not <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies or the Memphis Tigers or, like, the different food? Like, you want to just be able to, like, know your surroundings. That's what I think when it comes to culture.
0: Yeah, no, those are great signifiers of our culture. Definitely Grizzlies, big part of the culture barbecue is a big part of the culture, for oh, sure. I could for go sure. for some right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe after, maybe after. <laughs> um, and, and so modern Christianity sometimes falls in this trap of, rather than engaging the culture, sometimes they avoid the culture a little bit, and uh, maybe be from good intentions. You know, they're trying to avoid some of the temptations of the culture, some some of the sinful trappings that uh, kind of keep culture at, at arm's distance, but... But honestly, we've got to engage the culture to engage lost people, right? So what does it mean biblically to engage the culture? And we're going to look at the example of the early church here in Acts chapter 3, which is what we're studying tonight. Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1. How did the early church actively engage the culture uh, to share the gospel with them for the glory of God? That's what we're looking at. Uh, So it's Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1. It says, one day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer Luke says it was at three in the afternoon. So Peter and John, so these, these uh, the founders of the early church, Jesus' apostles, it says they're going to the temple. Uh, why are they going to the temple, right? Like, like why, why are they heading to the temple? Um, the temple uh, was the focal point of that Jewish culture. And, and so Peter and John drew, grew up as Jewish guys, um, you know, and, and, of course, they put their trust in Jesus as Messiah. But, but the, the temple still would have had, held a lot of cultural significance for them, a lot of spiritual significance for them, is God's house, but then also is the focal point of the culture. Acts chapter two tells us that the believers would often meet in the in the courts there at the temple, so there's a fellowship point, uh, and also everything about Jewish culture revolved around the temple. So it was the primary focal point of their culture. So when we see Peter and John going to the temple. It's like Peter and John going to the primary focal point of their culture. So, Hope, I mean, what do you think are some? We talked about a little bit. What are some of the primary focal points? of our culture here in Memphis, the city of Memphis and even the University of Memphis, what are some of our primary focal points for
1: our culture? Well, when you think about the city of Memphis, you can't help but think like the music, like Memphis is known for blues. So why not go to like the land of Graceland? Like, you know, you got your king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, and then you have your simple, like you have blues figures, icons. So why not just go, just think about the music? And then there's sports, Memphis Tigers and Memphis Grizzlies, as I I said earlier. Go Tigers, go Grizzlies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And there's also, you can't help but think about, like, the diversity here in Memphis. It's amazing to see, like, just people coming together just for one common thing.
0: Yeah. When I think about about culture and engagement with the culture, I think, where where are the places people really gather? I mean, what are the things people gather? I mean, you mentioned sports. People gather to watch these sport events. They gather to hear music. They gather to eat good food. I know gathering looks really different in this season and COVID epidemic (laughs) season. Um, A lot of the places people normally gather and where you would normally go to meet people, engage people, a lot of that's changed. You know, I was thinking about the focal points of our culture on the university. The university center is a big focal point of culture. Typically, before the pandemic, you'd have a ton of people in the UC union, you know, or just sitting outside around the university center oh, is a huge focal point for people to hang out, a great place to meet people. Of course, that's changed, right? So we've got to think and be creative. And maybe in family group, uh, we can discuss a little bit uh, in the discussion questions. Man, what are some ways we engage in this season, which looks so different and, and it's kinda of, kinda of weird. But, but yeah, those are some of the focal points on our of course your classes are gonna be a focal point for students gathered up to, to learn and might make new friends in there. Um, but yeah, so so we wanna think about you know, Peter and John went there to engage the culture. How do we, well, first of all, what are the focal points in our culture? And then how do we engage them as well? The example we get as we continue in chapter three here is one of the important ways we can engage with the culture is to meet real needs that the culture has, right? So looking at our community, what are some real needs that aren't being met that we as Christians can step up and meet those needs for the glory of God? So picking up in verse two, we're we'll continuing to see what Peter and John did next. It says, so they, they go to the temple and in verse two, it says, now a man who was lame from birth, Uh, lame meaning that that he he is paralyzed, had some difficulty moving, walking. Lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those who were going into the temple courts. Verse 3, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped up to his feet and began to walk, and then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Verse 9, When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him, that same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. So Peter and John encounter this this beggar um, who who has a serious health problem. He's asking them for money. That's what what he thinks he needs. Of course, he does need that. Peter and John say, we don't have any money, but we can meet a much bigger need. Or rather, God can meet a much bigger need and pray for him to be healed. And and miraculously, uh, God heals him. He's able to get up and walk. I think it's interesting, you know, Luke was a physician. That was his occupation before he became a gospel writer and the writer of Acts here. Luke was a doctor, right? And so I think Luke really hones in on this physical healing. This guy that could not walk, Luke tells us three times he was walking, he was walking, he was walking again and again, that, that this guy was completely healed. Um, and that healing miracle, man, drew a huge crowd. So one of the ways they engaged with the culture is meeting a real need of this man in the culture. And the people were amazed, Um We talked a little bit yesterday about uh, healings and miracles and stuff and and what it was like for you um, and and, and youth group at camp and stuff to to witness a miraculous healing, to witness
1: a miracle, what that did to your faith. Did you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, This happened, like, I believe seven years ago. This is when this happened. Like, I witnessed a supernatural healing. So we were playing dodgeball throughout the week. And... It just so happens, a girl, that she was playing dodgeball, right? And then her arm got hit, and she just slammed her arm to the ground. And then she had to go to the ER. She came back to service, but she had a cast on. So what happened was, like, it was on a Thursday night. I can remember it as clear as day. On Thursday night, like, she, we all just prayed for healing. That was Holy Spirit night. And then we just prayed for tongues, interpretations, gifts, and then, then healing. Yeah. Night. And then it just so happened, like, as soon as she came up on stage, when she had the cast on, she raised it up. So that goes to show you, like, God works in very wondrous ways. So God healed her arm.
0: Most definitely. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, of course, in, in our years of ministry, we've seen God heal lots of students, lots of people. I've experienced healing myself. And uh, But what this passage is showing us is that these healings and miracles, they bring glory to God but they also provide us with an opportunity to proclaim the gospel because these miracles get people's attention. Healings get people's attention. People that would not have any interest in God, man, they witness a miracle. They witness a supernatural healing, and they're like, what now? (laughs) Tell me about this, God. And so a crowd gathers. And then, you know, in in, in life groups next week, we're going to look at, man, what happens when this crowd gathers as they have a chance to share the gospel with them um, and uh, and dive into studying that. Uh, But, yeah, it creates an opportunity to share the gospel. So they they met this need. Really, God met this need. And and they were just available to, to be used by God. God supernaturally met this need. It gave God glory. It drew a crowd. It engaged the culture, gave them a chance to share the gospel. And I, and I believe God wants to use us in the same way, right? He's the, the same guy that worked miracles then, is able to work miracles now, is able to heal now. Uh I, mean, I think we should believe God for that and pray for that and expect uh, those kind of things from him. Um, so when we think about engaging the focal points of our culture, so and when we think about meeting needs, uh, what are some needs that our culture has that we can meet? And some of them are supernatural needs, but, but some of them might be simple physical needs that we as Christians can meet. So when you think about that hope, uh, needs that our culture has, the campus community,
1: our city, uh, needs that we can meet to help engage the culture, what comes to mind for you? I think of adaptation. Like when I think of adaptation, you want to adapt to whatever a particular group or a person is like she, he or she may have. Like for instance, like I may not know anything about like theater. Like, I want to get to know theater. Like, I want to adapt to learn what it is that you do so I can be able to be on the same level in accordance with you. Yeah. Because I want to be able to experience that with you and develop a relationship with you. And that's how it all gets started. Your uh, your co-leader, Bryce, is, uh, is a theater major, right? Yeah. So he might help you learn a little bit about theater. It definitely helps me to learn a lot
0: about theater. Yeah, when we're connecting with someone, making a new friend, wanting to engage with someone and build that relationship that and then can hopefully turn into a gospel-sharing opportunity. It helps if we're interested in what they're interested in, right? Um, people like to talk about what they're excited about. So, I mean, ask those kind of questions. Man, what are you passionate about? What are you excited about? You hear them, uh, they're passionate about sports, they're passionate about um Video games, whatever it is, it may be something you've got no interest in. But in this conversation, (laughs) you are super interested, right, because you want to befriend them. So it's like, man, you want to talk about this? Well, man, I don't know anything about Fortnite, but let's talk about it, right? I don't know anything about this or that, (laughs) but you're excited about it. So all of a sudden, I'm excited about it because I'm excited about you, and God loves you, and I want to befriend you. So uh, like you said, adapting. You know, 1 Corinthians 9, 22, Paul writes this. He said, he became... All things to all people, by, so by all possible means I might save some. Or another way to say that is I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. Man, Paul grew up a, a Jewish Pharisee, but he tried to find common ground with everybody so that he could share the gospel. So he said, for the Gentiles, I tried to become like a Gentile. Uh, you know, For the Jews, I became like a Jew. I tried to adapt to whatever culture setting I was at. Not embracing the I mean, sinful behavior of the culture or giving right. in to temptation. I mean, God's not asking us to do that. But there are things we can learn about our culture uh, and, and, and adapt and try to be interested in what they're interested in so that we can build relationships, so that we can share the gospel with them. And that's good. Anything else come to mind when you think about engaging the culture and meeting the needs in our city?
1: Um, When I think of, like, I guess adaptation is like a big major thing for me because, like, like I have some, like I have some of my life group friends. They're really major sports junkies, and I'm a sports junkie too. So yeah. like, it, it's easy for us to find common ground. I'm like, okay, you know the NBA finals is here. So like, why not to, let's talk about what's going on in the NBA? Like, yeah. center our focus. Like, okay, who do you think is going to win? Who's the best player in the world? Like, arguments right. like that. So like, it, it just, it, um, it strikes conversation.
0: Yeah, you ask someone about their favorite player, their favorite team, and they could talk to you talk to you for an hour about. Oh that. yeah. Yeah, I think, about, I think about needs like, I man, financial needs. we got poverty is a big deal in the city of Memphis. There's people that are hungry, man, they don't have the finances to meet their needs, and the church can raise up to really be there for them uh, and provide provide food, provide financial assistance, whatever they need. Um, it's a big way for the church to, to kind of step in and meet a need and give a chance for God to be glorified, even on the campus, right? Even, you know, there, there's college students that have food insecurity and, um, and, and need help if we can figure out. As as a ministry, as a body of believers, how we can help uh, be with them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's it's, it's more of a mental or emotional social need. And a lot of people, students are desperately lonely, particularly now, particularly now when we're so isolated and cut off because of social distancing. Students are terribly lonely, so they've got an emotional, relational need that we can meet by just being a friend, by just being a good friend that calls them up, that checks in on them, sees how they're doing, you know, we we can meet a need in that way that people have for relationship and community. Yeah, well, Hope, man, I really appreciate you taking some time and chatting. We're going to continue this conversation in the family groups. We're going to talk about uh, what we can do to engage the focal points of our culture. What are some of the needs you guys think we can meet in the culture? uh, And how can we connect with people that aren't currently being reached uh, with the gospel? Um, And again, looking at Peter and John's example, they went... Uh, to the focal point of the culture. They didn't wait for it to come to them, right? They went to the people uh, instead of just kicking back, you know, in their house and uh, expecting people to come to them. They went <laughs> to them, right? Um, they had that that, that on-mission attitude of going where they're at. And then uh, and God brought into their path a real need, and they were obedient to the Lord and, and prayed and, and saw God work a miracle. And, of course, that gave God glory and gave them an opportunity to engage and, and uh, share the gospel. And, again, we're going to look at that uh, next week in The Life Cruise. So thanks again, Hope. Um, uh, love you. you guys and I'm uh, just praying you guys have some great conversations in your family groups tonight and hope you have a great week.